Welcome to the Weekend Wrap-Up. This is Zoe, the resident Gen Z at KLRC. Maybe you're like me and you don't catch everything on the air, but that doesn't mean you have to miss out. I'm sharing highlights from Mark and Christie's morning show, Middays with Andrea and Robert, and The Drive Home with Anson and Kara. Let's see what they've been up to this week. Let's start with a flashback to Monday. Mark shared a story from his recent trip. Mark, welcome back to the studio, by the way. Thank you. Are you proud that Zoe and I kept it intact? I know your gummy yes. bears are gone. I know there are no gummy bears. <laughs> but other not, than that. Not a huge shocker. I mean, we didn't burn down the place or anything no. like that. No, you guys did great. Yeah. And shout out to Zoe for getting up early and coming to hang I out know. for a couple of days. A Gen Zer. A Gen Zer. Getting up two days in a row. Well done. Super early. Yep. Super so, impressive. Yeah. So, so how really was good. your time? So you, you went out of town. You were gone Thursday yeah. and Friday. You were at this conference, yep, right? A little radio conference, mm-hmm. Christian music conference. Uh, first of all, I should give a shout out to American Airlines. All you hear anymore are like the bad stories about air travel. Yeah. And we've had our share in the last couple of years. Um, I got home two and a half hours early. What? I was like, this never happens. No kidding. But I was getting ready to f- fly home. I was supposed to have like an 830 flight from Charlotte and get home like at 1030 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And got through all the security stuff, all that. I was going to go check where my gate was and then find something to eat. And I'm walking up there and I noticed like, there's a flight to Northwest Arkansas leaving like in 20 minutes. I was like, they're never going to let me on this flight, but I was already going to charge me like some, you know, crazy yeah. amount of money. And I just walked up to the lady. I'm like, hey, I know this is a total long shot, but I'm on the flight later tonight. Is there any chance that I could sneak onto this flight? And she's like, let's make it happen. What? I was like, no what? way. What? So thankfully, like I had all my luggage with me. So, And she's like, yeah, let's get you on a seat. And, didn't charge me anything. The dog was like, she's like, boom, just slide on in. I was like, I got home two and a half hours early. It's wow. unbelievable. Yeah, you don't hear that happening very often. No, it was so. Shout out to the airlines. Good things are still happening every once in a while. I know that's kind of the unicorn mm-hmm. experience, but that was that was pretty awesome. Huh. Uh, but it was great. I brought some new music back that we're going to share with our insiders over the next couple of weeks. So that'll be fun. So watch your email if you're an insider, and we'll give you a little advance on that. Um, heard a bunch of speakers, all that. Had a um, humbling moment too. Uh, I was so I was in the elevator. Right? I've been doing these conferences for a long time. I'm like the old guy in there now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm in an elevator. <laughs> this couple gets in. I've seen them off and on. I don't know them, but I've seen them at these, some of these conferences. They, I think, we're just trying to be kind and like, hey, is this your first time here? Are you new here? <laughs> right? And I'm like. This is like my 25th one here, yeah. right? Um, and so it's just kind of this awkward little moment. And uh, and then they get off and I was like, okay, great. And I'm driving to the venue from the hotel. And it was one of those moments where I was like, ah, uh, I think there was something in my heart there I don't like. Oh. Like, I think I was, that I think was pride in there. Like, even though I... Okay, so you kind of had that moment but I think, inside. Like when I was honest with myself, I was like, well, "What do you mean? Like I've been here, but like yeah. I'm Are no you kidding rookie me? here, right?" Which is stupid. They were just yeah. trying to be kind. But I'm, so the whole drive, I'm having this conversation with God. I'm like, I think that was, I think that was pride in there. Like that doesn't feel right. Mm. And um, and I wanted just to blow it off. And I was like, I probably should go just have a conversation with them and just say, Hey, I hope I didn't come across rude that 
was not my intent, but... Um, but, How did you respond to them when you say, I hope they didn't yeah, It was just kind of this awkward. I was like, oh, no, like, I, I no, I've, I've, did you I've kind done of laugh? a lot of these. Did I, you I laugh in her face? Yeah, I, I, no, <laughs> not quite to that. But I think inside, I, I knew inside I was like, there was something in me that was like, wait a minute here. Mm-hmm. Right? So I'm feeling like I should probably have a conversation with them. But I'm like, I'm never going to see them again. Like, there's a bunch of people at this thing. Right? It's like... I was like, God, I don't know what to do with this, I, but it's there. So sure enough, first session of the morning, I sit down, I'm sitting there. All of a sudden, I glance over. Guess who's at the table right next to, behind me? It's them. And I was like, okay, God, I guess you wanted to see if I was serious about this. And sure enough, we had a little break like in there, and I was like, Oh, I got to do it. So I walked up to him. I was like, hey, I really appreciate you guys reaching out in the elevator. I hope that didn't come across impolite or ungrateful at all. And and they were really gracious. They were like, oh, no, we didn't think that way at all. And mm-hmm. so I, I don't think I responded necessarily rudely on the outside. But inside, there was something going on that wasn't right. And I kept thinking about it. I was like, God, you are so serious about dealing with our hearts that you would put me in a chair right next to these mm-hmm. people so that I could deal with what was going on inside of me, even though for them, it didn't seem like it was any issue at all. Yeah. And I was like, that's how you are. You met like what's going on in our heart matters more to you than anything else. Yeah. And that's so good, Mark. I, so I hope you right? stay humble like that. <laughs> well, it, was hum- <laughs> it was humbling. I feel but like at the same time. I was like, man, I'm so glad I said something too, yeah. because one, just to make sure that they weren't offended in any way, and they weren't. Yeah. But more so to be like, no, I'm like, hey, if I've got something going on in my heart, there's a reason why God brings it to the surface. He wants to, he wants to do some work. Yeah. Well, thanks me. for that. Now, now I got a lot of work to do. Thank you, Mark. I thought this was a great reminder that God cares about our hearts. It's not so much about what we do or how people perceive us, but what's on the inside, where only God can see. It reminds me of how Jesus interacted with the Pharisees and how a lot of Jesus' teachings were about the heart issue. You know, if you're angry at your brother, you've murdered him in your heart, that kind of stuff. And it's a big deal. Sin isn't just a thing we act out, but sin lives in our hearts, our thoughts, and that can get pretty disparaging. But that's why there's hope and grace in Jesus, right? Who can help point our hearts back to God. And I just love Mark's example here how he personally listened to that pulling on his heart and followed it to fix the heart issue. And of course, when our hearts are in the right place, we can make a positive difference. Here's my favorite positive difference story from last week. All right. I love Legos. Loved them since I was a little kid. Me too. Mm-hmm. And I love what the Lego company is doing. This is really cool. They're going to begin selling Lego bricks that are coated with Braille to help blind and partially sighted kids learn to read the Braille alphabet. That is brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. What in the world? Why haven't we thought of this sooner? <laughs> I know. It this feels is like, so good. Yes. The uh, Danish toy maker has been providing these specialist bricks. Uh, they were testing it with a bunch of little kind of small test groups, blind organizations and others around the world. They've been providing them free of charge to select schools to see if the kids would take to this and it turns out it's a hit and starting next month people all over the world will be able to buy packs of those lego bricks that have 
studs that correspond to the Braille version of numbers and letters so the kids can begin to learn Braille. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lego says they're hoping the initiative will help parents and siblings share in learning Braille as well so they can learn. Uh, the packs will include ideas for educational games and things that families can do together. Lisa Taylor is a mom to seven-year-old Olivia. And she said that Olivia first discovered the Lego Braille Bricks at school. It was one of those test schools. And it's had a huge impact on her curiosity to learn Braille. She said before she found out about the Lego Bricks, she was having a hard time. But now she's picking it up super quick, which is pretty awesome. Olivia lost her sight due to a brain tumor at the age of 17 months. But now she said, I can play with my sister and I now like writing and building and playing games. This is just the best. Right? Wow. She said the uh, bricks are easy to use. And in fact, even her grandma is now starting to learn Braille as she's playing with the bricks with her granddaughter. I love all of this. Mm -hmm. It's so good. Really cool stuff. That's our positive difference story of the day today. I love Legos. They're such a great toy, a great toy for parents and kids to play with each other, building things, being creative, and now it's helping people too. Good to know Lego is thinking outside the box or outside the brick. Get it? Okay, enough puns. Here's some wisdom from our favorite chaplain. Thank All you right. so much for being here, Chaplain Justin. Wow. I love being with you guys. Thanks. Let's do a little chaplain chat this morning. Uh, in fact, yesterday we were talking about, so new school year, new rhythms for folks, mm-hmm. and simple, kind of not perfect, messy, but powerful, good things that we can do with our kiddos, as families, mm-hmm. even individuals, yeah. Yeah. that help us connect with each other, connect with God. We were talking about, you know, the little prayer before you send the kids out to school or praying at night or mm-hmm. some of those mm-hmm. rhythms. So we thought, let's ask the chaplain. Yeah. Do you do anything with, with your kiddos, Moses, Moses and Gideon? How old are they? Uh, seven going on eight September. So, um, and then five. Okay. Yeah. All right. So So they're just in that early school stage. Yeah. Do you have kind of like a little rhythm, something you do with them just to kind of help connect with Mm -hmm. God and, and do that as a family and together? Yeah, you you mentioned, you know, we do some things maybe in the morning or around meals or in the evening, you know. But one thing that I was just thinking real practically is like getting to school and coming back mm-hmm. from school, you know, um, is a time that could be uh, well spent, spent or invested. And so one of the things that I will like to do, Rachel, my wife will like to do is just practice gratitude and really concretely so kind of like hey let's let's take a deep breath and we'll all take a deep breath you know and just what do you see mm. what do you hear mm. you know and they'll start kind of going off like i hear the birds it's like oh how many birds just like where are they coming from we'll kind of look around you know oh i see the colors in the sunrise you know what colors you know and we kind of go on and go on. and then we'll we'll kind of come back around and say thank you father for those things mm-hmm. you know just practicing gratitude and the interesting thing about that is um it's it's not just good for kids mm-hmm. <laughs> it's probably good for me going into my day right yeah um but good in a number uh, of ways one just spiritually we're worshiping essentially right and um, but also psychologically, it puts our brain in a different state, a very responsive, a very calm, peaceful state. Um, and in the research literature, it'd be called mindfulness meditation. 
that is actually an invention to help people with their mental health. And so we're kind of practicing those things, just what are we sensing, what are we feeling, and let's be grateful to God for those things as we go into our day. That's Mm. really good. So one thing you mentioned um, off the mic, you were talking about, uh, I don't know which one it was, Moses or Gideon, Mm -hmm. uh, noticed about the sun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, recently was a a great example was just, uh, we're noticing the sunrise and they were noticing uh, orange and some reds and some blue and whites. And, and I was like, is that all? What's kind of in between orange and red? And, and they're like, peach? I see some peach. So we're getting real specific, you know. And Moses started asking like, well, the sunrise is over there, you know. And then he he notices, no, oh, it's over here too. And all of a sudden you're like, <gasps> We're surrounded by a sunrise. Mm, that's awesome. And so for Precious. me, just listening to them practice gratitude and really yeah. worshiping and being mindful of just their surroundings and senses and being grateful, I was also inspired of like, yeah, you're right. We're surrounded by a sun- mm. sunrise right now. And that made me think of grace and made me think of Jesus, so uh, his presence, those kinds of things. I love that because there, there are seasons or sometimes you just get so busy. You're like, I don't even know where to start with gratitude. Mm-hmm. And just that idea of, okay, God, what am I seeing? Mm-hmm. What am I feeling, sensing? Like all mm-hmm. of those things mm-hmm. as a place to start feels like a really great idea. Yes. So. Yeah, absolutely. Very helpful and, and fun. You really, this is a fun yeah. thing to do, you know, and gets us settled and prepared for the day too. I think for me too, I'm going to start looking at my car time a little bit differently. I think a lot of times I use my car time to make phone calls yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, or, you know, and a lot of kiddos are on technology in the car. Um, Mac and I have mm-hmm. a rule that one way he can be on his iPad, but on the way back he can't or mm-hmm. vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, now he doesn't even use it at all. Um, which I think is great, uh, because it does make you, it forces you to really look around, look outside mm-hmm. while you're driving or just think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and don't be on the phone. Just, you don't have to do, I know sometimes you have to make calls yeah, totally. uh, for sure, but really be mindful to say, do I really have to make a call in the next 10 minutes mm-hmm. or can I just sit here and just pay attention to what's going on around me and, and not feel so rushed about so many yeah. things. So mm-hmm. definitely a great practice. Thank you, Chaplain Justin. Good stuff. Yeah, you're welcome. I love that practice. Sitting in your car just for a moment to list things you see, things you hear, things you can touch. A great practice to center yourself in the present moment and connect to the creator of the universe. Love this calming practice, especially since life gets so chaotic and busy in the fall season. We need those moments to be calm and be still with God. Up next are some of the best moments from Andrea this week. 90.9 KLRC. There's nothing that brings my wife heart more joy than when I walk into the kitchen and see my husband's Bible just laid out on the table because I know that he's been reading his Bible and just praying and spending that time with the Lord. And I asked him, what have you been reading? And he said, man, I'm in Psalm 78. We just talked about it at church the past week. And if you haven't looked at Psalm 78 in a while, it's so good. It talks about um, how the next generation might know who God is throughout it. And it tells a whole bunch of stories of what God has done. And to think that you and me, we are here today because the generation before us thought that we should know what God has done. Isn't that so cool? This has been going on for years and years and ages and ages. I praise God that he is keeping his word by letting us know who he is throughout all time. 
90.9 KLRC. If you're a sports lover, tonight is your night because tonight is the kickoff, pun absolutely intended, of college football. And I love sports. I'm terrible at sports, absolutely terrible at football, but I love watching it. I think there's something just in my blood. My husband played for the Razorbacks once upon a time as a linebacker. And so just sports and college football is so exciting. I have to remind myself too, I am putting all my hope into an 18 to 22 year old. And so I got to reel myself in a little bit sometimes, but real excited for a new season. Here we go. 90.9 KLRC. So yesterday my husband and I were doing some yard work and I am a plant lover. We have a garden and we love it, but we're starting to get to that time of the year where I'm just begging my plants. Can you please stop growing food? My fridge literally can't keep up. My husband came in with even more fresh food that he had trimmed from the garden. He was all excited. He was like another bounty. And I was like, oh man. But then I grabbed one of the cherry tomatoes and popped it in my mouth. And I was like, okay, maybe it's not too bad. This stuff still tastes pretty good. I can connect with Andrea on the plant-loving garden thing. I started a garden this year, and it has been a learning experience, to say the least. I only have a few plants, mostly herbs, so there isn't a huge, constant harvest. But pretty soon, I'm going to turn my four big basil bushes into homemade pesto, and I am so excited for it. I think there's something special about working with plants, especially plants for food, because you realize how much work goes into making food, the food that we sometimes take for granted. And for me, it helps connect to God, who created this complex ecosystem. Now, here's some of Robert's best breaks. So if you own a pet cat, you've got a cat in the house, uh, if they act grateful at any time, you are lucky. I'm Robert on 90.9 KLRC. We've got three cats in my home, and my wife spent all this time building one of them this little house to sleep in, because his name is Little Big, by the way. Little Big likes to sleep within a structure where he feels safe. And so my wife took a couple of boxes and put all this Christmas wrap on him, made him look all pretty and stuff, and set it up for him. It was like a dual level thing really nice um i brought home a box with a couple of watermelons in it remove the watermelons and the cat wants that box didn't even care about the special effort my wife put into the specialized you know decorated house i don't know what it is with cats the fact is every one of us is going through something i'm robert on 90.9 klrc i remember my pastor sharing that uh, when it comes to storms in life we're either in one coming out of one or about to go into another one you know it's that kind of thing where it's just always something happening and in that storm i think about that story where jesus is in the boat with the disciples they're in a literal storm and jesus is taking a nap like sleeping through this whole crazy thing and all I can think of is, how did he do that? Why was he just sleeping so calmly? And then I realized Jesus knew that his life was in the Father's hands, just like we can know that same thing. So how strange would it be for you if you were going to church every week to meet with your small group and outside of one of the office doors was a jar of peanut butter? I'm Robert on 90.9 KLRC, and this is Zach's story. He was sharing online that every week he would come to the church and there's this jar of peanut butter and his curiosity finally got the best of him. And he says, why is there always this peanut butter sitting out here? And uh, one of the members of the church said, oh, it's not the same jar. There's a person here who wants to 
contribute to the food bank so they will leave a jar of peanut butter outside of this office every single week. And what Zach learned is, is something really special because you may feel like you cannot do a lot for God, but you can do something. Because over five years, giving that jar of peanut butter every week is 260 jars. And you think about the struggling families and those who don't have a large budget, that jar of peanut butter probably went a long, long way. So over time, our faithfulness can produce some amazing results. One jar of peanut butter seems so small, but I don't doubt it made a difference. And I think this is something a lot of us struggle with, myself included, feeling like I don't have enough time, enough money, enough energy to do anything that makes a difference. And I'll be real with you. I think this may be talk from the enemy to stop us from doing those little things. Here's the truth. Jesus multiplies. He took a boy's fish and bread and fed over 5,000 people. We think that our small contribution isn't enough, but God makes it more than enough. We just have to trust him with what we bring to the table. So if you're feeling like you don't have much to give, it's okay. Just giving the little you have is what God asks, and he takes care of the rest. There are so many stories of how one small thing causes a rippling effect that changes lives. If we really believe God can do it, then we gotta show up with our loaves of bread, our fish, and maybe jars of peanut butter. Kara and Anson share a lot of stories, and actually one of them is similar to this, how a little boy wanted to make a difference with what he had. A lot of times when hard stuff happens in the world, it can feel easy to feel a little bit powerless. Mm -hmm. Like, man, I, I don't know what to do. The need feels so big and my part just feels so small. But you know who I think shows us the way in this better than anybody is kids. Mm. I don't think they ever stop to really think that. They just do what they are able to do yeah. and what's right in front of them. That's true. And I love that. So there's a little boy in Seattle. He's five years old. He's showing us how it's done. He was watching the news one night about Maui and the fires mm. with his parents. Mm -hmm. And he started to feel really sad. Asked, hey, can we turn this off? It's making me sad. And then his parents proceeded to explain to him what had happened. Yeah. Uh, in this famous Maui town. And immediately, his name is Edison, he immediately wanted to help. And he suggested mm. setting up a lemonade stand. Mm -hmm. So they helped him. They said, yeah, of course. What a great idea. So they got some lemonade, some ice cream sandwiches, some sparkling water, popsicles. And they set up this stand in Seattle. And the response was amazing. Even though uh, the lemonades were selling for about a dollar, people were driving up and giving five, ten, twenty dollar bills, saying donate the change. And most people were saying, "Man, yeah, this is such a great idea. We've been looking for ways to help. We felt really helpless, didn't know where to donate." Here's the cool thing: uh, his mom also set up a way to donate online, and then his mom and dad's business did some matching nice. money with okay. what was raised yeah. with the lemonade stand for a grand total of $17,000 wow. to send to Lahaina. That's amazing. It all started with a little five-year-old boy. You know, being a parent is hard work. Oh, yeah. Anyone who's ever been one knows this. No kidding. But when something is hard, one thing that I find that helps is commiserating with other people who have been through the same thing. <laughs> that is so true. Right, because it yeah. reminds you, yes, this is hard, but you're not alone in it. Oh, yeah. Other people have blazed this trail and survived. That's right. And you're going to make it as well. You can do it. And that's why I love this. I, I ran across a thread of a bunch of parents sharing everyday things that might seem mundane, especially maybe to people who aren't parents, uh -huh. but that all parents eventually come to really, really appreciate. Oh, yeah. So here's a good example of this. 
Um, you have a new appreciation, I think, as a parent for waking up naturally Ooh, in the morning. Yes. Now, when I say naturally, I mean, like, before you had kids, <laughs> you know, the sun maybe would, like, come up. And it would get light in your room. What a thought. And that might wake you up in the morning. Yeah. That's not usually how it goes <laughs> as a parent. I'm guessing your alarm clock isn't even always what wakes you up. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, usually. A lot of else. times there's a kid like drop kicking you. Yeah. Or doing some sort of like pro wrestling move on your stomach. Oh my goodness. When you wake up in the morning. <laughs> not the most pleasant way <laughs> no. to wake up. No. And because waking up naturally is so rare. Yeah. When it does every once in a while happen, you know, maybe on a Saturday morning. Morning. Oh, yeah. It's like nine o'clock or something. Oh, wow. And you wake up and you're like, wait, wait are, are all my children dead? Like, what happened? What's happening? <laughs> something is wrong. <laughs> something you feel like calamity has struck. You got to go check out and make sure oh, everyone's okay. Oh, no. And then once you confirm that they are and you can yeah. kind of melt back into your bed and restfully oh, go back to sleep. Yes. No better feeling. That's awesome. Kara, you were just talking about the fact that we all have these little black rectangles in our pockets that keep us connected to each other <laughs> yep. pretty much 24-7. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that this has led to, along with like read receipts and the little dot, dot, dots as yep. somebody's typing back to you, is we have like literally a live window into yeah. whether someone is reading our texts <laughs> and responding to our texts and uh, how quickly. Yes. And it can cause some concern when those responses aren't as quick as we want them to be. It can. So I'm kind of curious, like for you and your husband yeah. in your relationship. Yeah. Like, what is the texting expectations? Oh. Like, if you a go question. a certain amount of time without texting each other back, yeah. does the concern start to grow? Or well, are you relatively chill about it? Do you have different expectations from one another? That's a good point. I feel like we try to be pretty chill about it because yeah. we both know, like, the other one is at work. He works outside, so I know he can't always respond immediately. Sure. So we try to be. But I will ad- admit that it's like, you know several hours go by or it's more than usual i uh-huh. probably start to get a little bit anxious i try to give the benefit of the doubt yeah. i think he does too but it starts to be like okay do your I mind need to, like, start to make up weird things yeah, do i need like, to come find you like he fell off a lawnmower somewhere <laughs> right what's things going that on have literally never happened in real life right, right exactly i also wonder if part of this is like an age thing or maybe even like a length of time married oh thing. that would make sense you were talking about one of our co-workers who's been married just a bit under a yeah. year yes where the concern was growing within was like an high. hour or two yeah i feel like for my wife and i we've been married for over 15 years now yeah and like if she doesn't hear from me texting back or the vice versa i feel yeah. like we basically just kind of shrug our shoulders yeah. we're like well <laughs> Go on with they my- may be like you know groaning in a ditch somewhere <laughs> but probably i'll see them tonight They're it's, probably, it's fine. probably fine it's fine they'll work it out <laughs> I thought this topic of conversation was so funny. It was my husband who called me three times, and I didn't realize it because I was in a meeting. He was really concerned for me, and I thought it was pretty sweet. But after talking with Anson and Kara about it, I suspect this is a young newlyweds kind of thing. Thank you so much for listening to this week's wrap-up. Join me next week as we catch up on things you might have missed during the week. Until then, have a great weekend.